You're listening to Soul Friend Radio. I'm your host, Gaia Woods. How long should I wait to call her? What's the best way to end a casual relationship? How can I tell the person I'm dating that I'm sexually inexperienced? What to do if you're a sexually submissive type married to another sexually inexperienced? Should I break up? Is it okay to flirt with your ex's How do I tell my neighbors that they're having loud How many hours or days of no response is considered ghosting? Welcome to Soul Friend, episode 78. I am joined by Jack and Elaine, and I'm also getting over, I say getting over in a very optimistic way. I have a cold, so my voice is a little bit sad, and hopefully I won't cough too much. But welcome, Jack and Elaine. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. Of course, we're happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. This is, yeah. should be fun. Yeah, so... You guys have shared with me that you are going to kind of talk to our audience a little bit about swinging and have shared that that is something that you do. So I would, oh, and I hear your kitty in the background. Hi, kitty. Yeah, <laughs> he'll, he'll probably stop soon. <laughs> no problem. So, yeah, I mean, I would love to hear, and thank you again so much just for, you know, coming on and telling us about this and all of our- Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I just have some kind of basic questions about it, um, but of course, at any time, if you have anything else that you want to share that is not one of my questions, then feel free to. But I'm curious, how long have you been swinging? So I think it's it's off and on, but I think we started three years. September of 2016. Yeah, September of 2016. Okay. I don't know why he knows the month and that well. <laughs> what holiday is it that's in September? September. I don't know what holiday is in September. The three-day weekend. It was a three-day weekend. Okay. Well, good thing it was a three-day weekend for sure. And was it something that you guys started together or had you previously done that with other relationships? Together. We've been together for a very, very, very long time. So, yeah, it, it's worked out well Yes. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess I have a lot of different questions about the thought process that goes behind a decision like that. So I'm curious kind of what, yeah, what was your initial, and of course, whatever you feel comfortable sharing, but whatever um, sparked your initial interest in wanting to do that? Sure. Yeah. So um, like I mentioned, we've, we've been together for so long. Um, we were um, horny little teenagers together, and so <laughs> we we got to explore a lot of things. And um, we're we're always been pretty kinky as a couple. Yeah. And um, 
I guess in 2016, I was um, listening to a podcast, um, Family Affairs, fantastic podcast. Um, and they had a sex therapist come on and she, um, actually said that she swings herself and the whole episode was about her experience with it. And, um, I was just fascinated by it. I was like, oh my gosh, like, what if we did this? What if this is something that, um, we could do? And I don't know, it sounded really intriguing and fun. And so I was like, Hey Jack, you should you should check this out. Um, I don't think he actually ever listened to the podcast, but um, he listened to me talk about it, and I guess that was enough <laughs> that he was game to give it a try. So, um, yeah, I guess that's really just where it came from. But before that, like Elaine says, there was we had kind of ventured a toe into the water with we had we say that was the first time we we did we had a swinging experience but maybe two years previous to that we organized a meetup with another couple for elaine to um fool around with the other female half of another couple and she had gone out to bars and made out with women many times and so we had kind of and then we had been on and off our relationship with for for a few years while we were in college and that kind of led to some some complications that lent itself well to swinging so the foundation was already there when when um, she brought it up it wasn't it wasn't out of left field or anything like that right and so you said that um you broke up a couple of times but were some of the experiences elaine that you had with other women, were you still together at those times? So I guess what I'm asking is, was it kind of like communicated about prior or was it kind of something that just happened or happened on a break or something like that? Um, it's been a long time, but I, we, we kind of dabbled with like an open relationship um, because we were long distance for quite some time. And um, I guess that just kind of created loose boundaries for us and um he was jack was pretty okay with me um fooling around with women and and so i don't remember if we like specifically talked about it or or what but i i did and he was okay with it and so it kind of just i don't know just kind of happened i guess and it was yeah cool well yeah because that was my other question is just um you know how did you decide that this was the type of you know, ethical non-monogamy that you would feel the most comfortable for your relationship as a couple kind of engaging in. So it sounds like you kind of tried open relationships a little bit. And was there something about an open relationship that didn't suit you as well or? They were, open relationship is probably um, too clean of a, of a term for it. Ethical non-monogamy is probably also not accurate. It was more of like, we were broke. We were both in college a thousand miles away from one another. We were both in school and um, like we, we could only see each other because we were so poor maybe once or twice a year. So there were just long spans between things where I was largely driven by me and I was a big regret to this day but someone else would come along and then Elaine and I would have a conversation about it and we'd kind of say okay well it's gonna be eight months till we see each other again you know maybe we should 
you know, see other people, talk to other people for a while, but remain in touch. And there wasn't a whole lot that was terribly ethical about it, but uh, we made it through and we had fun <laughs> and we learned a lot about ourselves. And Yeah. Yeah. I would say open relationship. Like, it what yeah it wasn't clean at all it i it wasn't a great experience for either of us i think it was a thing that the whole thing was it helped us be where we are now yeah. um so i i mean i don't regret it in that sense but it definitely wasn't, <laughs> wasn't a great thing uh whenever someone suggests an open relationship i'm like ah don't do that <laughs> um it's a lot of pain and suffering so i guess swinging for us was a way to experience other sexual encounters um, with other people, but also remain very um, committed to each other. And um, the famous line that I take away from the podcast, The Family Affairs, is um, we can have fun with other people, but at the end of the night, we're going home with each other, and we know that. Um, yeah. Whereas I think in an open relationship, you are having more of like an emotional relationship with someone else where you might like go on dates or things like that. Um, yeah. Whereas with swinging, it's, it's very strictly like a sexual experience. Yeah. Well, and that was another one of my questions too um, that I was going to ask later, but I'm curious since it's coming up now, if you have any specific kinds of rules about kind of timelines of encounters or um, you know, if there's a, well, and then I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit because I'm not sure if you swing with other couples or with <laughs> other single people, but let's, well, you can answer that in a second. But if there is a sense of communication around that it's going to be a one-time thing with a couple or an individual, or is there not, it's just something you guys kind of discuss on an ongoing basis. I would say more the latter. We kind of play it by ear with each relationship to answer the unasked question about whether it's with couples or singles. We've done both and had mixed success with both. I think our preference is to try and sort of establish an ongoing thing with another couple. It just feels the most stable and sustainable. Uh, yeah. I would say that's my preference. I don't know how Elaine, how Elaine feels about it yeah i i think i think we do always play it by ear and um um i think we are much more inclined to to swing with a couple than an individual um and we have our our experiences have more often than not been with a couple and um uh, i'm losing my train of thought what were we talking about Oh, just whether or not there's kind of a set timeline or oh, right, you know, right. if, there, if that's something that um, Jack was saying is kind of an ongoing conversation kind of depending on, on the person or on the couple. Yeah, I say we just let it run it. We usually just let it run its natural course. Like usually yeah. we have the same preferences in the couples. Like if we, you know, meet up with them once and um, we do something and then afterwards we're like, uh, we're probably okay not seeing that couple again. Or, you, you know, we just kind of play it by ear. Um, and thankfully we have been on the same page with almost everybody. Um, yeah. We do one rule that we do have that I hadn't even thought about in so long. I kind of forgotten about, but we've, we've always maintained that we, we won't do anything on a first encounter with another couple. Um, just because we want to give ourselves both an opportunity to, you know, it can be very easy to get with another couple, have super great chemistry and want to say, well, let's, let's bang right now. 
And, um, but that, that's a pretty easy way to get yourself a no emotional, just headwaters. And, and but we have done up. that. No, yeah. we, we have. No one. That one. Uh, the, the two that have a similar name. Nope. That's okay. This is a conversation for another. <laughs> I think we've done that before where we met them that night and then, um, went out and did some stuff with them. Yeah. But generally you feel like it works better to kind of be able to regroup separate from being in front of those people and, you know, having right. a right conversation. Yeah. If nothing yeah. else, there was a, a car ride between, between like, we'll often meet people for dinner and then, um, and then there'll be, you know, we'll separate to our cars before going either back to somebody's house or out to a, a location, a club or something like that, where it's, where the winging activity is allowed. So that gives us at least a, a minute to talk separate from the other couple. And, and yeah, that makes sense. Well, and then you kind of brought it up already, but um, how was that process of trying to figure out what rules you were each comfortable with? Like, what was that like once you kind of were more intentional about it and it wasn't kind of happening because of distance or things like that. Like what was the, yeah, what was that like to kind of negotiate and talk through? I think it was just conversation. Um, we are super comfortable talking about all things sex between us. So um, I honestly don't even remember the first conversations we had probably because they just felt so natural. Um, But I think a lot of it was trial and error too. (laughs) A lot of mistakes and some successes too. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Though I, I, I mean, I think we both do recall those early stages that, that very, the very first time, um, was with a solo male actually. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Okay. and so the conversations it yeah. was someone in in my life um that elaine and i were both aware of from my life um and so it started out as just the like um would you be you know her asking me what my thoughts were on it and i i there wasn't a whole lot going on in my head at the time except like yeah i don't i don't think i'd I think that'd be fine. Sure, why not? Yeah. Um, it so wasn't it, terribly structured. Even even once we got over the long distance portion and started doing it in a more a more structured and and thought out format, it was still we've always kind of played it a little bit. Loosey goosey. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like that works for you. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess that's my other question. It sounds like it maybe just kind of happened naturally, but what are some of the practical steps that you took, if that makes sense, practical steps, but in terms of just finding people, how did you go about that? Did you, you know, do online apps? Did you go to parties? Did you find people in the community? How did that work for you? Um, We started with Reddit. Um, and I think we definitely had most of our success via Reddit. Um, I don't actually, I think we probably tried some apps and did not meet anybody via any apps. Um, so it was all Reddit really. And then, um, we met people through Reddit and then got connected to kind of the community. And, um, we ended up going to a couple of like BDSM dungeons, which, um, I feel like if there's BDSM around, there's probably some swinging around as well. It just kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. Um, 
And so as we got connected to these BDSM dungeons and kind of the community, we just made more connections, um, like face to face. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, going back to one of my questions from before. So is there, um, it sounds like you've kind of had different experiences with couples as well as with individual, you know, men or women, but do you have, do you have a general preference now? Or, I mean, maybe you kind of already answered in terms of, that you would prefer to find a couple that could kind of be seven other women. We're looking for seven other women. That's what we're <laughs> he's he's joking. One. Put it out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there are like any professional cheerleader squads. Stellar. Uh, but yeah, seven seems no. like the perfect number. I think. I think preference is definitely a couple um, or single single women actually might be the top um, just because that's going to that's the least complicated for us in terms of emotional emotional baggage or just emotional complications um, but that's single women for things like that are called unicorns and they're called unicorns for a very specific reason because they're extremely hard to find. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we don't. Yeah, I didn't realize that they were hard to find. Yeah. Yeah, very, very hard to find, which is sad, but yeah. yeah. We've, we've only had um, one, two, two sort of threesome experiences, and one with a male and one with a female, and both of which were people from our personal lives, and both experiences kind of screwed things up for, uh, a time. for a time being at least so um don't fuck your friends yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, our, is, do we have to be careful of language this podcast oh no we don't actually um okay. k-chung radio is uh it's a long story but you can say whatever you want oh, great. <laughs> makes sense given the subject matter of the show but you know yeah. thought we'd be sure yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense. Well, that's probably a good place. Uh, we have to take a short break, so we will take a little pause and be back in a second. All right. Sex questions? Love questions? Send me your submissions either as a text or voicemail to soulfriendradio at gmail.com. Please include your age and any information that you would like me to know about you. Okay, and we are back. Hello, Jack and Elaine. <laughs> Hello. Hello. So, okay, where do we leave off? So this is so fascinating. I, again, just wanted to thank you guys so much for sharing about it and letting me ask all sorts of very personal questions. This is yeah. a real I think we. Yeah, we really enjoy talking about it because, I, I, like I mentioned to you, we just don't ever get the opportunity to because it's stigmatized and we worry what people will think and whatnot. So we're happy to happy to share our experiences. Yeah. During the break, we both were remarking that it's kind of fun to talk about. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that was another question I had too, which is just how much do you share about it at all if at all with any personal friends um and of course i'm sure it depends on the person but is it something that you pretty much kind of don't share about or how does that work um by so the the that one of the three sums that we mentioned that we had had with a friend and again don't fuck your friends because your friend will tell every other friend that you have about that threesome and so 
um, the secrets out in our friend group and, um, that's gone somewhat. Okay. I think there has been some, um, difficulty among individuals who find it a little uncomfortable how sexually open we are and kind of the things that we do. But, um, for the most part, we haven't really experienced anything negative from people. Um, and I definitely like have shared it with other friends that are not in this core friend group that I'm talking about, um, where it'll just come up. Like it came up with some coworkers randomly the other day and I ended up telling them, which I had not planned to at all. Um, but it, you know, it, it seems to go, okay. I find that when I do share it, people are more just like, Oh my gosh, like, thank you for telling me. Can I ask you so many questions about it now? Yeah. Yeah. The issue seems to be that Elaine and I both have good judgment in who we decide to tell and that it doesn't seem like there's ever been any moments of immediate backlash. We tell people and the people we tell are always like, Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Tell me more. Yeah. Um, where we, where we find ourselves getting into trouble or two categories of people, the people that those people then tell because they don't really have the judgment built in from having gone through those themselves to have any sense of, of, you know, who's going to be okay with it and who's not. So as it spreads through a friend group or through a social network, um, it tends to go worse and worse. And then the, the real one that's bit us in the ass is the future significant others of the people that we bone. So every time we've, we've hooked up with somebody who was single at that point, inevitably months or weeks or years later, they wind up getting with a partner, telling the partner about it, and then uh, there's often some... Oh, hell breaks loose pretty much for a period of time. Yeah. Wait, so let me make sure I feel so it is a problem for people that you've been with, that, that you've been with, future significant yes. others? Yes. We're 0 okay. for 2 on that category of yes. people. <laughs> so again, have, don't. Oh, go ahead. As I was just going to repeat again, so don't fuck your friends. <laughs> yeah. And you uh, find out about that because you remain in contact somehow or? Well, so we're only, we're, we're talking about the two instances where we have had sexual experiences with somewhat close friends. Oh, okay. And so we're still friends because we were friends. And then those friends now have significant others. And even though maybe it's been years or like you said, months, whatever, years later, um, they never really find out that there's been this threesome and it, it makes them very, very uncomfortable. I see. Okay. That makes I'm sense. sure you can imagine it's like if your ex is still hanging around your friend group, except now there's two exes and <laughs> one is kind of weird and everyone gets all uncomfortable. And, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I don't know. We, we try and view it as not our problem. I don't know. We yeah. screwed a single person a while ago. It's uh, not our problem. <laughs> no harm done. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Um, let's see. I guess I'm curious just generally, and it sounds like you've already answered a part of this, but just how generally kind of being with other people has affected your relationship with each other. Um, so good and bad. Um, I think that we've grown as a couple tremendously and we've had experiences that we both enjoyed where we were able to be closer afterwards. Um, and then there have been a couple of experiences where um, our relationship was actually threatened because boundaries were crossed and things happened that 
we didn't expect to happen. And um, so we've experienced both sides and um, sitting where we are now, we're going to be married soon. Um, and I think, I think I'm speaking for both of us, but I think we're very happy as a couple now. And, um, but we've, I, I don't know. Do you want to speak more to that? I, uh, no, I think you're, everything you're saying is right. I think we're, we're happy we've done it, happy we do do it. It's a present tense verb for us that we do swing, but we've also been on a break for some number of months now and just aren't looking to do it right now. It, it comes and goes with our interest and our free time yeah. and with the frequency of good or bad experiences. It tends to push it one way or another. Right. Uh, was that was that what you were asking for? Or were you? Uh, I, yeah. I interpreted your question as like, how has it at a more foundational level affected our relationship? Yeah, just any impacts, good or bad. So yeah, you you kind of answered it. Um, Elaine, is there anything else, Jack, that you wanted to share about how you how it's kind of changed or yeah changed your relationship with Elaine or just how you kind of conceptualize being a couple or anything at all? Um, so I am definitely the more jealous one of the two. So there, there have been some bumps along the road when it's, when it's come to issues related to that. Um, but I would say it's definitely helped me. Like I aspire to be a totally non-jealous, totally just progressive, uh, free thinking swinger who has no issues with either of us doing anything. And, And I think just having had a few early swinging experiences where things went relatively well and where both of us felt no threat and no concern and no discomfort, it really um, enabled us to, um, to develop that aspiration almost to say like, wow, we just had a sexual experience with another person. That was okay. Let's do it again and see if we can have one. That's really awesome. Or like, let's, go to Vegas and it, uh, it allows us to sort of, you know, just be a little bit more open and, and um, reduce jealousy and be comfortable with other people. And I, I think by and large, it's had a, a pretty profoundly positive impact on our, uh, our relationship overall. Yeah. I think it also says a lot about just who you are as people too, to really kind of take that initiative to, you know, feel secure in your relationship and then, you know, want to deepen it in a sense and kind of work through some of the potential jealousy issues that may arise. I feel like a lot of couples, um, you know, just the whole concept of being with other people is too overwhelming from a perspective of jealousy or, you know, hurt feelings mm-hmm. or things like that. So it seems like you've really kind of grown a lot from it, which is nice to hear. Yeah, it's definitely been a journey um for sure and i feel like we're skirting um skirting around like the <laughs> stories and i and i kind of want to for the sake of our listeners cuz i know whenever i listen to your podcast i'm like oh i wish they would go into more detail about these stories um i, I think it could be are you okay yeah, we, yeah i i mean i i'd like to tell a couple of stories and in the one in particular that really you know, um, where we were looking at our relationship and weren't sure if we could actually continue, um, with yeah. where things were. Um, so this was our most recent one and, and the one as to why we have taken a small break, um, 
but we we found a couple and um it was kind of like a too good to be true couple everything seemed absolutely perfect um uh the kinks matched per partner um and we had never done um separate bedroom stuff um we had always been same bedroom same time yeah. and um, we decided this time to um, do separate bedrooms because we thought it was going so well and um, I, I made the mistake of going I crossed some boundaries in that regard and um, really attached to this other individual on an emotional level that I hadn't with any other person and yeah. um, that was really really scary for both of us and um, it pretty much ended that relationship with that couple immediately. Um, there was kind of like some explosions <laughs> with all that, but I don't need to go into detail about that. Um, yeah. And um, so we had to really take a lot of time to repair all of what had happened. Um, we actually did go to couples counseling um couples therapy which i recommend any couple do because it's absolutely wonderful <laughs> it's been great for us um but yeah that that experience was um a pretty pretty rough one on our relationship um you know both of us i think didn't suspect that we could get so emotionally attached to someone in such a short period of time and um have such a sexual connection really a, a physical chemistry connection um, yeah so um i don't know i i could provide i don't think i need to provide more detail um do you want to add to that um i don't know i don't think so i yeah it's still definitely something i'm working through i i like i have to be totally honest like even hearing elaine describe it now like makes me upset and frustrated and jealous it's um it's been a it's it's definitely been tough for us and something that we continue to work through. And, um, but I'm, I was sort of the original champion of, uh, so the, the timeline of events was that in a much earlier, several years ago, we had an experience with a single female and it's sort of, it was sort of the mirror, but, but on the opposite side of things where I really connected with this other person and it was a very good experience for me, but not so much for Elaine. And so we got this dry run of it, um, dry run of what, what happened more recently. Right. Um, but in that older experience, I was, you know, just championing like you know even if it's hard it's worth it to work through it like you know whatever like let you know let's pump the brakes but like let's talk about you know what's what's going wrong here and let's make make it work and so it was it was um really interesting when when uh the roles were sort of reversed more recently and i found myself put in that position where elaine was really really connecting with this other person and I was really uncomfortable with it, and yeah, um, it's been a journey, as Elaine said. It's been a journey. Yeah. Well, that's, I'm glad that you guys shared about that because I think that you know that's it's nice to hear that that's your real experience and that you, as a couple, have worked through it or are working through it, and that that's a part of it. But that that you know that you can take breaks if you need to kind of rebuild your relationship or process, but that that's not. Um, you know, that doesn't mean it's not something that you guys can revisit as a part of your, you know, relationship. Um, also, it sounds like um, 
I think that you said earlier, uh, but just to revisit and clarify, so a part of the kind of rule or a part of the agreement between you is that it's mostly only a sexual connection with a couple or with an individual and that you're not, I don't know how you would say it, like you're not supposed to kind of develop more of an emotional connection or like fall in love or something like that. Is that something that is that was discussed or it just kind of happened maybe for both of you a little bit and kind of was uncomfortable? I would say that I think, I think the dream for us is that we both, uh, because sex gets exponentially better with that emotional connection. Right. think the dream is that we find a couple where we both can have that emotional connection at exactly equal doses with the, <laughs> with the other one. Yeah. yeah. But of course it doesn't ever work out that way, right? It's like trying, I, I think it's a lot like trying to have a friends with benefits relationship. There's always one that cares more. There's always one that likes more. Yeah. Um, and then what in, what in theory could be perfect in practice gets, can get really messy and difficult. Um, so we haven't, we haven't had ever set a rule that we won't develop feelings or that we'll pull back if emotion, heavy emotion starts to get involved, but now we're 0 for 2 in that category as well. It might be something (laughs) that we do, might be a rule that we sort of hash out before we, um, before we dip a toe back into the, into that world again. I'm not sure. And speaking to that, like, I don't think you could ever make a rule of don't get emotionally attached because, I mean, you're doing something that requires emotional attachment to some degree. I think where where the rule may be is if you start feeling this connection and you are scared of its strongness, maybe, maybe point that out to your partner and say like, hey, I think we need to back up because I'm, I'm feeling a lot here and I'm worried about it. Yeah. So I think that would be where the rule is because... I mean, in these situations, you're going to feel what you're going to feel and you can't, you can't change that. You can't, you just can't change that. The only thing you can do is take a step back. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I guess I was curious as you were talking about being engaged, if there was any shifts that are going to happen as a part of that, do you feel like, um, you mentioned that you're kind of on a break now from it, but do you feel like this is something that you're going to carry through into your future together as a married couple? For me, I don't know. Um, I think that maybe in the future I would definitely be interested. I, For me, it's about worry about Jack. I worry that he, because like I, I feel pretty confident in myself to to be okay with, I'm not really a jealous type at all. And I've been pretty okay with almost everything. So I'm not worried on that front. Um, but I would worry about, I don't know how to explain it, I guess. Worry about having another experience like this last one that almost ended us. Yeah. Neither of us want that obviously. So, um, and it was tough to forecast. I'm not always the well, it's hard to know. That's the discussion that happens between <laughs> us all the time. I'm not always the best at at expressing when I'm comfortable when I'm not. Um, he kind of puts his head down and keeps going and then like, oh, wait, we should have stopped like 10 lights ago. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, there's there's also been situations where I, I've, you know, yeah, it's gotten messy from every possible corner. Um, but I, I do think we both really just generally have strong 
positive. Um, I think we both want to. I think we're both just, just being content with what we have for now and seeing what the future holds. Yeah. Um, I don't think marriage will change anything. We've been together for so long. It feels like we're married. Um, so I, I don't really think that that will change anything, but, um, I would agree with that. I don't, yeah. I don't think marriage changes anything for us. Yeah. No. We're, we're pretty much a married couple as is. It might, it might, <laughs> it might help. Uh, it might help me a little bit with my, with my worries and, and jealousy issues and just knowing that we're, we're locked in a little bit more securely though. I, I at a logical and, and like fun uh, objective level have never really questioned or worried about the strength of our relationship. It's just, you know, the emotions get away from me. Yeah. 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 Well, um, yeah, there's <laughs> no, I was going to make a joke about marriage being a, a lot of paperwork. Dissolution <laughs> um, <laughs> of marriage is even more. So, you know, maybe that's <laughs> um, but I just wanted to ask, I guess my last kind of question is just what advice, if you have any, and I know it's not that linear of a path, but any advice that you have for people who might be curious about trying it out themselves? Um, yeah, I guess I was thinking of that question as a couple who was also looking to swing, but I suppose it could be, you know, a single person looking to kind of swing with a couple or anything, any combination. But yeah, just from your experience, any advice that you want to share? I think my advice would be, um, I don't really know from like a single perspective. If you're a single female, I, I think my advice would be be very, very careful um because you're a hot commodity and um i think it would be very easy to be taken advantage in that situation um for a single male uh good luck mm -hmm. <laughs> um i i don't really have any other advice other than stop sending dick pics as your first mode of contact um, <laughs> um and then for couples i think really the only advice i have is to just be really open to just be very communicative be really open to your partner's feelings their wishes um what they don't like um and just be open-minded i think i think that's that's a really big key open-minded and communicate um and don't ever be afraid to you know put the brakes on um i think that's important yeah yeah i would agree with that i'd say if if uh, one invite bit of advice I have for guys in a in a relationship um, where they're thinking about swinging is if you're thinking I, I think this goes for both genders but I think the way we've more often seen it is the guy is really gung-ho about it and the woman is kind of along for the ride or like just uh, begrudgingly okay and just don't do it just just like don't do it both partners need to be equally uh, a strong yes on on the idea of it and then uh and then like elaine said take it really slow start with you know flirting with other people and see how that goes or start with um Fl flirting flirting like going out to a bar and like having each other flirt is really fun i love it yeah, I mean, I love to do the flirting myself, but I also love it when Jack flirts too. It's just fun to watch. So, like, if you can handle that kind of thing, then I think that that's a good indication that you might be ready to, you know, take it a little step further. 
Yeah. That's a great, great yeah. advice. And like, I feel like that's a pretty approachable thing that maybe a lot of people could envision um, doing as kind of a first step as a, yeah, as an indicator of your level of comfort, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did, did I cut you off? Do you have more? No. Okay. Cool. How much time do we have left? Well, I think that was kind of my last question, but if there's anything else that you guys want to share that we haven't covered it, you know, I'm happy to um, talk about anything else. Um, yeah, I kind of want to just share some more details about like what our experience is like, because I feel like that's really what the listeners want to know is like, yeah. what did you guys do? How did you guys, you know, where did you guys meet up? Yeah. Um, are you okay with me sharing yeah, some? Okay, sure. so I'll kind of just like go through what a normal normal situation would be and and to be um completely open and honest um we've only we have only had um a handful of of swinging experiences um over the course of three or so years um it's not like we're banging a couple every single weekend it's a very much like very very slow process yeah um, but um so what we usually do is we'll put up a reddit ad we'll get some responses um, and, um, we'll, um, if we like the couple, we'll exchange, um, verification pictures, which is like a Reddit is really, I, I don't know. Does, does it come from Reddit? It's like a, I think it comes from all casual online sex based things, right? It's a, it's a photo not showing your face or maybe showing your face, but with a username or some other, I, you know, just a photo to prove your identity. Yeah. You're not getting catfished. Yeah. So proving identity. Um, and then, um, you know, email a little bit back and forth, maybe I email kick, kick, is kick, the prevailing, yeah. kick messenger is the prevailing app for, uh, uh, dirty activities, I think. <laughs> and then encrypted. I've never even heard of Kick. I feel so <laughs> vanilla. <laughs> K-I-K, right? Just K-I-K. It's just K -I -K, like WhatsApp, yeah. but for whatever reason, everyone uses it for dirty stuff. Oh, funny. Um, okay. I think, yeah. WhatsApp makes you use your real phone number and Kick lets you just pick It's stuff. super, yeah. Mm. So a um, little bit of messaging on Kick, And then um, if we like them, they like us, we'll move forward with setting like a date. And, and it's a pretty typical date, I would say. Usually we like to pick something that's going to be low cost. Um, so like a coffee shop or something like that. Um, we did an expensive dinner once. With that a ended that, so poorly. Yeah, we, 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 we <laughs> that, hated that. That was a terrible um, experience. <laughs> Fifty bucks on dinner, oh, and we're just like, God, what a waste of a, yeah. a crappy dinner. Yeah, um, couldn't even enjoy my meal. But um, so like coffee shop or something like that, and then um, usually um, we've so we've had some where we don't hit it off, and we'll um, either like part ways afterwards. We usually don't tell them face to face because that's very stressful and I'm not brave enough for that. So, um, you know, wait till afterwards and then text them and say, Hey, we're just not interested. Don't ghost yeah. people. Yeah. I, we are very firm believers that ghosting is very rude and just mean and cruel and it should not happen. So we are very honest and say, you know, we're just not interested, maybe not our type or we're looking for something different. Yeah. Um, and then, um, if coffee goes great, we would either um, invite them to come to one of the BDSM dungeons that we liked. Um, and um, if we went there, then we might play there. 
Um, or maybe we just, you know, walk around, observe other people that are there and then schedule a time to meet up to do other things later. Um, or we would go back to our apartment and, um, we, we were, um, thankful enough to live by ourselves in a two bedroom apartment. So, um, we had, you know, privacy and space and we actually created, um, <laughs> this Jenga. Um, so we took a Jenga set and we like put numbers on it and then we had a whole list of rules. So like you pull out a Jenga and, you know, if it has number two, you go to rule number two and maybe rule number two is put nipple clamps on for five minutes. Um, so it was just like a bunch of different sexual things. And so we would, you know, break open the wine. Alcohol definitely helps. Um, I would say don't be shy of using a little alcohol. I, it's definitely not a good idea to get sloshed because then you're just numbing things out and things get messy. And it, that's, I don't think that's a great idea. Also, um, weed seems like a bad idea. We haven't actually ever smoked and tried to do this, but it seems like yeah. a, the worst idea I could ever think of. So yeah. maybe that's just for me and Elaine, but <laughs> yeah. But a little, you know, a little good buzz definitely helps to make you feel more comfortable and make things kind of flow more easily. Um, And so we would end up maybe playing this Jenga game. And um, if that went well, then we would, you know, just go to the bedroom and have some fun there. Um, Sometimes the Jenga game, like we were all too nervous and we just never ended up doing anything sexual. Those were kind of frustrating nights. Um, Definitely for Jack. Jack was always, always pushing that or, is not true. <laughs> pretty much. There were a few of those Jenga nights. I was like, ah, I'm, I'm glad we're, I'm glad we're done. Uh, yeah. I don't know about that, but um, <laughs> um, so it, it just kind of depended on the night. Um, yeah. Um, but that that was kind of like our usual. That was our pattern, and yeah. Uh, worked pretty well is our pattern is our pattern is our pattern I mean like now our living situation is really different and so like we live with other people now and that like complicates it entirely Uh, living by yourself makes it way way easier when you live with other people it's I don't I honestly like we haven't really it's probably a big part of why and reason one might be my jealousy but reason two is probably we have we have a couple of roommates now and yeah, yeah, we're not we're not about to bring home people with our, yeah. that's just I mean they they know about it, but um I think it's kinda just disrespectful and like I don't feel comfortable with it at all. So Yeah, totally. Well oh uh Jack, did you wanna say anything? I don't I didn't want to cut you off. No, I think I, I think that was pretty much all my, my thoughts on it. Okay. Well, it's been so nice to talk to you guys. I think that it's such a what do I want to say? It's a really personal topic and I'm thankful that you guys are open and willing to kind of come and talk to me and my listeners. And I just am appreciative. And it was fascinating to get to ask all the questions that I kind of had in my brain about this lifestyle for you guys individually. And yeah, just thank you for sharing. Yeah, you're very welcome. And we're always here if you have more questions or, you know, want more stories or whatnot. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Okay, well, I guess I will say goodbye. And thank you, everyone, for listening to Soul Friend and also for bearing with me with my scratchy, sick voice. Hopefully by next episode, I will be fully recovered by then. So, yes. Our fingers are crossed.
Ja, so viel Spaß. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Sex questions? Love questions? Send me your submissions either as a text or voicemail to soulfriendradio at gmail.com. Please include your age and any information that you would like me to know about you. You can find more episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts. The show is recorded live at K-Chung Radio. Love you, K-Chung. Special thanks to my station manager, James Nelson. Thanks to 1,000 Birds. Our theme music is by BoomBit. Thanks for listening to Soul Friend Radio.